Welcome. Welcome. Cheers. Cheers. I think we should start like that every time. We should. Welcome, cheers, drink. <laughs> to our still unnamed podcast. <laughs> Episode <That's okay>. two. <laughs> Episode two of Unnamed Podcast. Hopefully by the end of the first month, we have a name. Nobody's yeah. listening right now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no one's listening, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Title of this episode, 2020, Ghislaine Maxwell. Bum, bum. Yes. Um, so we both watched the 2020 on Ghislaine Maxwell. First thing, first thing I wanted to bring up was that within the first five minutes, everybody said Ghislaine differently. I don't know if you Just noticed Ghislaine, Ghislaine, I got a few Elaines. Yeah. They were all different. Every single person had a different name for her. I've never heard of that name. Ghislaine, I, she was, it's not nice, but she was definitely made fun of and called Ghislaine growing up. She definitely 100%. still is. She, she was not a nice person, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly not a nice person. Innocent until proven guilty. Innocent and guilty. yeah. I'm going to look at the origin of the name. I don't think, I'm telling you, it might just be made up. Sky or something. That's like immediately the top search. Uh, it's, it's a French name, and the meaning means pledge. Huh. I don't know where that comes in. How maybe she was born in France, but she's not French. Well, we'll start with her early life. <laughs> <laughs> so she was born in France and uh, has a French name, and her name in French means pledge. Okay. We could dig into that a little bit. I mean, she pledging her secrecy to somebody? Who, who knows who, though? Seems like everybody. She knows everybody. Sean, do you want to give a little bit of a background on Ghislaine uh, herself, just to, for people that might not have ever heard of her before? She's a British socialite, as in her full-time life purpose is social events. Um, very well-connected, goes to parties all over the world. And she basically kind of lives off of her dad in her early life and then possibly lives off of a guy named Jeffrey Epstein and got into some shady, maybe got involved in some shady business deal, not really business deals, but just children, general, deals. general business shadiness was her super well connected Donald yeah. Trump. Bill Clinton. Everybody. Royal family. Royal family. Anybody. Everybody. Actors. Bill Clinton. Presidents. Yeah. So, and, and it all kind of came from her dad, the connections. Because her dad was, I mean, you can talk more about him, but he, he was like a media mogul. Like, he, he owned, what was it, like a bunch of newspapers? Did he own television and stuff? Also it was, in it was the a UK? giant media company. It was called the Daily Mirror. Okay. All right, so I'm just going to go right into him because Do it. The, the 2020 started off talking about this guy. 
Yeah. And I was instantly like, yo, what is going on with this, this guy's life? Mm-hmm. And honestly, it might've messed her up a little bit because she kind of idolized this guy and he was not a great man <laughs> from, no. what it, from what it looks like. <clears throat> so uh, during the documentary, he talks about how he ended up dying. He went missing on a yacht and then they found his body by the Caribbean. And the official claim was that he got a heart attack. So that wasn't enough for me. I but went, they oh. found him naked in the water, right? I don't know if they found him naked, but he was. I think he was naked. <laughs> do, you just, do you just want to look that up real quick? Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I have an article open right now. Um, rumors swirled. I just see that he was... <laughs> He had a heart attack, and he was found near the Canary Islands. I don't. I didn't hear anything about this dude being naked. Okay, <laughs> maybe he had something on. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe he wasn't wearing clothes. Um, so he was found near the Canary Islands. And all right, so there there are a couple theories around this. First off, was it a hit squad? Was it an accident, or was it a suicide? Because when he went missing, uh, there was a huge like breakthrough in I don't know what you call that. Um, what do you call it? when they find out about everybody? Like they they found out that he oh. was. I guess allegations came out. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That he was using pension funds for collateral damage. And that's how he was like making his money. And it's like widely known that I think it was about $400 million in his company's pension funds that he used. That's what they found uh, that he had. Uh, Basically his early life was he was born in the Czech Republic. His parents were killed during world war two in Auschwitz. Uh, As he grew up, he joined the British army and people described him as this man gets whatever he wants and that he's willing to do whatever he can to get what he wants. <clears throat> so, uh, p- pensions funds for collateral damage. There are claims that he was an arms dealer, and this is where shit started to hit the fan. So, there were claims that he was an arms dealer for Sri Lanka. Okay. And basically that he was, like, selling them guns to help them fund their war. Someone ran a smear campaign against him in the newspapers and that caused his stock price to plummet the daily media or the daily mirror. It caused their stock price to plummet, which then had the bank say, Hey, we need to collect. And he was short $200 million. Oh, (laughs) so what do you do when you're short $200 million, Sean, you hop on your yacht called the, the Ghislaine. Lady Ghislaine. Lady Ghislaine. You hop on your Lady Ghislaine and you just go into the ocean. So that was something that they, they talk about in, in the documentary too, the 2020, because all the siblings, all nine of uh, Ghislaine's siblings, or eight of her siblings, she was one of nine, thought that uh, it was either an accident or something along those lines, accident, suicide. But Ghislaine herself was the only one and her brother confirmed that they thought she was crazy when she said that uh, she thought it was a murder. Yeah. I mean, the official stance was a heart attack. 
And I'm actually going to side with Galen on this one because it does not seem very likely. And here's why. <laughs> so okay. the theory is, right, after he went missing, they found out that he had $400 million of pension funds, like, stolen from his companies. Now we're going to tie it back because he's got some ties with the Israeli government. Yes. Uh, so in the 1940s, he was apparently, supposedly – smuggling aircraft parts for them to help them, I guess, fly planes for war, something like that for freedom, Israeli freedom. They needed plane parts. I don't know how, I think he was in charge of like foreign affairs or something for his news source. So he was able to communicate back and forth with them super easily and get them their parts. So the reason why people think it was a hit squad was because there were rumors started that he was blackmailing the Israeli government because he knew them so well that he was like, hey, I need $200 million because I'm short $200 million, and you're going to pay me or I'm going to release these secrets about you. Mm. That's the theory. At the time, the prime minister of Israel, I think, was an assassin, <laughs> like a retired assassin. Like, like, oh my God. Like, he was part of like military. Like, this guy has killed people, like, multiple people. So, they were saying that that's the kind of guy that doesn't really take to being pushed around well, which I would assume if I was an assassin, I probably wouldn't take too well for people telling me what to do. Yeah. And uh, they were like, it was definitely an Israeli hit squad. So, there are two theories that a boat, a speedboat pulled up alongside of them, broke in, killed him, got out. There have been, Nobody said anything on the boat. There was no like stories that would have like been any sort of credible towards that. So the other theory is that the crew was the Israeli hit squad. Oh, that's really good. So I was thinking like the whole time, like he's on there by himself, but there's pictures of him that the crew took and the, the ABC thing, like they're talking to, they're showing like pictures of him that the crew took. Mm-hmm. in this this like documentary thing and they keep saying he's alone i'm like has anybody questioned these people anybody talk to them like can we get some names here uh because what this guy just dies he washes up in the water well so they said that nobody knew where he was until like they got a phone call from someone asking for him so they think he fell off the boat and drowned hmm. uh but i think i mean if if the crew is the Israeli hit squad, easy problem yeah. solved. Nobody would be able to corroborate for like some, Oh, this guy did something bad. Cause they'd all be like, nah, like we don't know. He just vanished. So they also like, they said they interviewed the entire crew and there was never like a confirmed, like credible story behind it. Yeah. The last part is, is they were thinking, so he was buried on Mount Olive, which is like Holy ground in Israel. The thought is that that was like, uh, hey, everybody, look, we we killed this guy and we're making a big show of it because this is what happens when you try and blackmail the Israeli government. Mm. Also, it covers their ass because if they did kill him, it's like, hey, look, we're giving this guy a great burial. Why would we bury someone in our holy place if we wanted to kill him? So I, I looked into the funeral, too. I was curious about that. All right. And the prime minister of Israel was at the funeral and 
He said, what did he say? I mean, he said, he said, quote, he's done more for Israel than can be, than can today be told. Um, and then along with the prime minister, there were six serving and former heads of Israeli intelligence services there. So I'm thinking it sounds pretty credible that he was uh, definitely their their airplane part dealer. At the very least. I, <laughs> At the very least. That sounds like it was so early in his life that it could be just a lifelong relationship. Yeah. And this sort of ties back to Ghislaine is that like that funeral was huge and so many people loved like or they didn't, I don't know if they love the guy, but they were like, yo, we got to respect this guy. Well, they and, liked him, yeah. Yeah, that's how she got all of her her contacts. Is her father was literally connected to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, so, and at the same time, too, like, she grew up around that, too. So, like, I, I, I mean, there were pictures of her when she was, like, in college or as a kid, too, at parties with super, like, I, I, I don't know how to put it, like, high-class... Guess, yeah, right? So she's just surrounded by it her whole life. And then everybody said, too, like her brother was talking about how close she was with her father, which kind of leads into, like, she was so close to with her father. She came to America with her father when he bought the newspaper here and was working here. I mean, the dad named the boat after her, too. She was, like, basically, like, his right-hand man, you know? Um now that the father's gone, it's like there's this missing money. And then at the same time, too, when the father died, the whatever it is, IRS for the UK had said that a large part of his fortune was missing, too. Um, hundreds of millions of dollars outside of the pension money, possibly more than a billion dollars went just completely missing uh, because he would have had to pay estate taxes. So they don't know where it was. And. Ghislaine kind of, I mean, she just kind of jumped ship. And when her dad died, she moved to New York and she didn't go back to London for a long time, which so, is a pretty good idea. Yeah. She, she was like, and I'm out. Separate myself pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And what I think is weird, though, and it was something they said in the beginning of the documentary, is that when she was four years old, she like walked up to her mom and was like, Hey, oh, it wasn't her brother killed himself at like a young age or something? No, it said he was in a car accident and he was in oh. a coma. Yeah. So it was like until she was four, she felt like she was neglected, mm -hmm. which I think is so interesting because the dad literally named the boat after her. Yes. So how do you think that <laughs> your family doesn't give a shit about you when your dad literally has a boat named after you? And I guess it came along later. But still, mm -hmm. clearly, girl, you were at they, – they liked you at least a little bit. So I, I do say I don't know if that's how she thinks, but that's how ABC News thinks. Or ABC C News had decided to portray mm -hmm. that to us. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying she didn't say it herself. She didn't say that – like at the same time too – do you even remember what was going on when you were two and three years old? Because I don't. No. I have very brief memories of like preschool or like 
my house that I lived in when I was like three years old. That's really it. Like if, if you're not getting as much attention as your brother who's in a coma, you probably don't remember it at all. <laughs> I mean, really, like, I doubt <laughs> you, that you can't have your own conscious thoughts, right? <laughs> like, like I, I doubt she's what? 58 or 59 now i don't think she's like hung up over her third birthday party that not enough people showed up to because her, her brother, brother. Is. <laughs> her brother. <laughs> yeah right i thought it was funny because i'm assuming like of course she wouldn't do an interview because i mean she's on trial right now yeah. um but her brother was like yeah like put me in the, the, the hot seat and also when the dad died the brother was the one that spoke same brother Oh, really? Yeah, at least in the like the videos that I saw, it was the brother saying, like, yes, we're very upset about this. And it was a tragic event. Wow. And then he wouldn't comment on the money because, I mean, why? Sure. I wouldn't comment not. either. <laughs> of course not. It's yeah. like, oh, the government doesn't know where this money is, so that means I never pay taxes on it? Yeah, we're not saying a word. It went missing, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was interesting. I thought the documentary was – very, very brief on her time with Epstein. Yeah, and I think that was on purpose too. Um, Elaborate. It was. It, it just it like downplayed their relationship so much, and her brother too. I saw a, a separate interview. He did an interview with Good Morning America. Okay. I I didn't watch all the interview. I just looked at like a couple clips from it. And at some point he says, like, like they asked about Jeffrey Epstein and he's like, you know, to be honest, I, I barely even remember meeting the guy. I don't know if I've ever had a conversation with him. And it's like just downplayed so much. But Ghislaine and Epstein met in possibly 1991. Mm -hmm. 1991 is when the the famous, the, the video that the media loves of Epstein, Ghislaine, at um, Mar-a-Lago with Trump dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 1991. So we know that like they were a thing and they had enough money to spend like 12 or $13 million on the Palm Beach mansion then. So we know 1991 is also like the earliest accusation too. So like sometime before then- They met. They, they met. And they practically lived together and work, they at least work together their entire life. So I, I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is bullshit. How's the brother say that he's never spoke to Jeffrey Epstein? Epstein? And if he really is telling the truth, he has no idea who his sister is. Which <laughs> I would kind of agree with. I don't think the guy knew his sister. The dude didn't even know his, his sister was married. And then he was like, you know, everybody has their own thing. Like sometimes we don't like we don't always share. Like if she wants to have a private what? life, that's fine. No. Yes. Oh my god. Dad, that was. Do you remember that part of the the thing? No, I. I oh my gosh. That so part. in in their like whole like oh she wasn't really that into Jeff like section. They they were like oh yeah like she had a husband somewhere else mm -hmm. and the brother and then she, like the interviewer was like oh like did you know about that and he's like no like she kept that very private like no one no one knew i'm like bro how do you not know your sister's married like that's total bullshit 
Like you, <laughs> you guys weren't on speaking terms, so you probably shouldn't be doing this interview. Yeah, exactly. That's that's so far removed from like speaking terms too. Like, yeah. if you don't know that your sibling got married, like you're probably not even gonna find out that they're dead one day. Like, that's. I, well, I mean, really. I think it's really funny because he didn't know, but he knew about Jeff. Like he, he like that. He definitely, he didn't even pretend that he didn't know about Jeff, but he was like, yeah, I didn't know she was married to some random dude somewhere else. in like, I think it was New Hampshire. That's where, that's, she, that's where she was like allegedly hiding for the yeah. last few years. But I thought that was nuts because it was like, oh yeah. Like I didn't even know she got married. Like she just kind of had her own life. And I was like, bro, you clearly don't know anything about her. If you didn't know she was married recently. No. And I think, again, that was probably to make her have, like, a sort of a cover your ass against anything they would say. Like, if, yeah. if, if all went down, she'd be like, well, I'm married to this guy, so I just knew him professionally. Yeah, exactly. But the stories from the victims, and that part I thought was really interesting. And even in the, the Netflix documentary, I don't know if you saw that. It was, like, Epstein, something about, like, money or something, like, dirty money or something like that. Yeah. But, it was all about like about the victims and the victims all said like Ghislaine approached her, whoever she was, and then basically coaxed them into it. And then they used those girls, the ones that were already like tricked into meeting to get other girls to come. Yeah. So that's like, they, I, I mean, they were really smart about it because I, I think I, I, I don't remember who it was, if it was, um, Virginia Roberts, she's one of the main people who's testifying against her, or um, another girl. But they said that she she had like a welcoming, like motherly attitude, was very easy to talk to and get along with, and you felt like you could trust her right away. Um, like she said that when the the one sixteen year old girl was flown out to New Mexico, the ranch, she took her shopping. They went to the movies and stuff together. Like they had a good time. And it, it was really just like, like, get to know you, have fun, not worry about anything. At the movies, didn't she try and feel her up, though? I I thought that they said they, like, her and, like, Ghislaine and Epstein, like, joked around with it. Like, they, they, oh, it's cool. I'm just going to touch your boob real quick. Like, yeah, like, they made a whole bunch of, like, sexual jokes that, like, didn't really, like, nothing happened. The well, fact, yeah. how about the fact that in order to get her to come visit them, they said to her parents that she was part of a class trip of like 28 people. I know, which is so crazy because, I mean, one, it shows Ghislaine is exactly like her father, like no morals, <laughs> no attachment to anybody. Does no what you, she wants, gets what she wants. Yes. And Jeffrey's obviously the same way. Absolutely no moral compass. And I, I mean, no ethical standards at all. I mean, the dude literally like raped a ton of people. So clearly people too. Yeah. He's literally no moral standard at all. Mm -mm. Um, but I, I thought that was like, I thought it was crazy that the parents, when the daughter got back and was like, Hey, I was the only one there. Surprised there weren't more red flags. And like, I think I at least hope if I had come back and my parents were like, hey, did you meet anybody? 
nope, it was just the three of us. And then they'd been like, oh, uh, did anything happen? It would come out. And then I wouldn't invite my little sister. Yeah, that's. But I think they coaxed her into being like, you got to bring your little sister next time. Yeah, that that's really weird to me. I never thought of it really from the parents' perspective. Um, so I know that Epstein blackmailed a lot of people. Like they, there was, did you hear about the Vanity Fair uh, article that was written about him? No. We, in another episode, we can go into more detail. But there was there was somebody in like 2004 who wrote a Vanity Fair article about him, and she found these people these first victims who spoke up and she interviewed them and she got their story and epstein blackmailed so many people including the author of the article in the magazine didn't he sue her and win i don't know if he sued her i think he i think he sued her for slander i think that was actually in the uh the netflix documentary really yeah they talked about so I, yeah, I, I know that there were like all kinds of crazy, like blackmail things going on with that. So, I mean, maybe the mom or or parents thought like something shady was going on and tried to call back and they just blackmailed it. And we're just like, we're like Midwestern American family don't have a lot of money. This guy's a billionaire. We got no shot. Well, the thing is they also said, or at least the, the victim said that he was like, don't you want your, like like your daughter to be or your sister to be like get into the college that she wants to because he had so much money and so much power that he was like i can get them to go wherever they want to go well he he had a lot of connections to academia too which is a very weird thing failed math teacher (laughs) yeah of course failed math teacher but he actually had an office on harvard's campus oh Uh, Yeah, Yeah, he gave a lot of money to Harvard. Not really a lot. It was like hundreds of thousands, maybe a few million. But he gave enough money to Harvard and was close enough with enough of the professors there that he had an office on campus. Wow. That's not a good look for Harvard. No, it's not. But them and like MIT, like they like re-donated all the money that he had given to them to like different causes and stuff. All right, so let's talk about where where their relationship was, Ghislaine and Epstein. Do you think that she was like the the one to bring the kids in? Do you think she was the Rolodex and he was the money? Like where where do you think this was working? Do you think she's the brain? Do you think he was the brain? Do you believe well, she was the victim behind this? Or do you think she was the one who was like, hey, I've got the connections. You've got the money. Let's make this work. Okay. So I don't think – I don't think um, – I don't think Epstein had the money. I think Epstein was always well off. Okay. So when he was young, he came from a poor family. But I don't think he had – money like she did ever epstein was also very smart so i think that they worked together with how they did everything Mm -hmm. um because they were both like super charismatic people just like robert maxwell was like get along with anybody both of them had a lot of connections like epstein talked his way into the dalton school 
and into Bear Stearns because he like happened to meet uh, somebody who was very high up, who later on became the CEO of Bear Stearns. So on his own, he was able to make very powerful connections. But Ghislaine Maxwell, I, I think she just like took that like high speed for Epstein. She yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So, oh, with the money, I think it all came from Robert Maxwell. So you think she was using her dad's money to, to buy yeah. these extravagant houses and yeah. So I, I think at first it was almost all Robert Maxwell's money because so much of it was missing and they didn't know where it was. Yeah. Okay. So you think that was like Ghislaine's little, here you go. Hide with that. But, yeah. I, I don't know if it was like, give it to him. Cause I, I really think that they, they had to be in a relationship. They had to be like a couple for so long. Uh, I mean, they were photographed together like a million times. They, they did everything together. So I think it was just like, look, like you and me, we're, we're on the same team. We're not married, but we're going for, we're doing this together. Yeah. I got whatever, a billion dollars that nobody knows about. (laughs) (laughs) So not to go back on the dad too much, but do you think when her dad got on that yacht, he knew shit was about to go down and was like, yo, here's a, like a trust fund for my girl. So Ghislaine does have a trust fund that is that she is a beneficiary of. And when he died, um, she was able to draw from it, but she was only able to draw up to 80,000 a year. Only. So 80,000 a year is nothing when you look at the real estate that they had and the life that they had. True. Did you notice that during the documentary they brought the New Mexico house? What? They brought up the New Mexico house. They were like, oh, yeah, like yeah. it didn't get searched and it's still around today. Yeah. Like, we. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why even mention it? It's crazy. Um, but at the same time, like. If we go by like what what everybody's saying, Epstein's dead. I think he's most likely dead, and Ghislaine's in jail right now. For now. For now, yes. I don't know. I read an article today, man. I think she she's gonna get she's gonna get free because when Epstein died, he said something like, "No one shall be like tried as my co-conspirator" or something like that. So it, it wasn't. So that was um, a two thousand seven uh, Florida court case and the ruling from the court case was uh any potential co-conspirator can't be tried so it, it's just broad like that potential co-conspirator which she 100 percent falls into that category she's a potential co-conspirator so that alone should be like a whole reason for her to get out of jail so you're thinking boom she's gone she's good to go I, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I, if you asked me like two years ago, is she ever going to be in jail? I, I would have been like, no, she's done. She's gone forever. We'll never hear from her again. Let's talk about the fact that they just found her in the middle of nowhere, New Hampshire, and she was totally pretending like, oh, I just didn't know. <laughs> uh, you guys were looking for me? I had no idea. No clue. Wow. I've been to New Hampshire, dude. They, I mean, it is like, it's like not really super towny, 
Like there's a lot of nothing going on there, but they still have TV and internet. Like this woman knew. <laughs> she knew. Of course and she knew. And her lawyers, quote, they knew where she was the whole time. Lawyers knew where yeah. she was the whole time. She she wasn't trying to hide it all. So one one thing. She was do you know what year she was in hiding for? Uh, I think it was like twenty fifteen. Hold on. I don't, I'm going to see. So. So that's weird. I, I saw things when I was looking online that she was in hiding and then she came out of hiding for Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Oh, yo, yo, yo. I saw that too, actually. I and saw that she was at someone's wedding and she was like, I couldn't have been in hiding if I was at that wedding. Yeah. Also, I but, just found this, this article and it said that she was in hiding in Massachusetts, but I know she was also hiding in New Hampshire. Yeah, I think she was just bouncing around. Because that was coming up for me, too. In Massachusetts? Yeah, in the autofill. Massachusetts and New Hampshire. I was like, why? I also got New Zealand, which is very interesting. Yeah. But, that's but so new. she was – like, you can see the pictures. There's, there's a really popular picture of Bill walking Chelsea down the aisle – and you can see Ghislaine has an aisle seat and her head is poking out looking at it. Ghislaine at who's wedding? Chelsea Clinton. And it'll be like the first picture that comes out. But she was allegedly in hiding during the, the wedding, comes out of hiding to go to the wedding, and then is back into hiding. All right. Let's see if I can uh, share my screen. I'll pull it up for the, the folks. All right. All right. Let's share a tab. All right. Let's see if – can you see it? Yes. So she's – like there's no way you can even pretend that, that she's not there on purpose or that oh, she's – that's her. Like that is clearly her. There's no hiding it. So, but her and Bill have been friends for decades, too. Dude, I mean, he was there. He was brought up so many times as like her. Like they were like anytime there was just always a picture of her and Bill. Her and Bill, so, and her and Trump. There was yeah. always, always a picture of all three. Like boom, boom. Her and Jeffrey were invited to a donor's dinner in 1993 when Bill Clinton was in office. And the earliest picture of them with Bill Clinton is at the White House, Ghislaine, Jeffrey, and Bill just having a conversation. Shaking hands, just being, being people. And it's like, that's like, 
That's so crazy. Like, it's, it's one thing when Bill's retired, because we know that he didn't care when he was in office, but <laughs> out of office, clearly there is no restraints for Bill. Well, I think it's funny because there are records of him being, like, on the, on the flights to, mm-hmm. like, the private islands of, like, uh, yeah. Epstein. And he was just like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I've never been to, like, that that secret island. And then it was like, bruh, who do you think Bill Clinton is on this list? He goes, I don't know. I don't know who that guy is. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I <laughs> <laughs> Bill probably ne- never left Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been on a plane before. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I so I thought that was pretty interesting. It is. It's crazy. Um, what was what was the original point that we got off on this tangent? What what Ghislaine and Jeffrey's relationship was? Yeah. So I, oh, we were I, talking I, about her in hiding. That's why. That's how we got there. Oh yeah, her in hiding. I, I mean, that was crazy. But at least she's in jail now too. And I think their relationship was just mutual. But I really wonder if her and Jeffrey took the place of her father almost as um, Israeli intelligence. Damn, we're going straight Oedipus on this right now. <laughs> You're like, I, I mean, like. What's what's the relationship? It's like she has all these connections and everything, but like, what's she gonna do with it? You know, and and then like Epstein is a guy who has no morals, just like her. But I guess he was a man with a plan or something. You know, like if you were raised that way, though, do you think you would have any morals? Like you have got to think she has always been in the elite being able to do whatever the hell she wants whenever the hell she wants. So it it is almost hard to believe that someone that is raised like that would ever be able to be like, you know what? There are things I shouldn't do because she knew whenever she could get away with shit. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah. When, when you're in that world where everybody's invincible, you're just like, it'll never happen to me. That's probably what happened when they found her when she was in hiding. She probably just played dumb because she legitimately thought, like, yeah, the news says they're looking for me, but they're not actually coming to get me. Like, that's not happening. That doesn't happen to me. I'll just throw money at them, and they will <laughs> let me go away. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's probably what happened at Clinton's daughter's wedding. Probably just like, hey, everybody, you see me. I'm just going to bounce. Don't worry about it. Here's a couple well, of bucks. Ignore me. You get you – get, um, when you're a when you're a president and you retire, you get Secret Service for life. Yeah. Which which means that Secret Service saw her. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's Bill Clinton's Secret Service. And Bill's the boss. And hey, I probably, doubt... just Lane, what's up? How's it going? Yeah. She's like, hey guys, I'll catch you later. You guys want to go to my island? I got a great house in Massachusetts, Manchester by the sea. You guys should swing by. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee Bill said something to all the security. He's like, I don't care if they're police, FBI, whatever. They're not you guys. This is our party. They're not allowed in. (laughs) This is our party. They can't take her here. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. 
Hmm. Uh, so I guess we, we've come to our next question, which would okay. be, why now? What do you, what do you think? I'm, I'm thinking it is a great way to stir up some attention before they let her go. And the brother's opinion of her, I mean, even though the brother clearly didn't even know she was married, uh, I think the brother is trying to be like, hey, my sister is innocent. She was always a good girl. They showed a lot of pictures of her as a little girl. Oh, yeah. A lot. So they're probably yeah. trying to paint this image that she is some innocent. I don't – that's not my sister. That's not who she is. He said that a ton of the time. Anytime someone was like, well, they heard she was manipulative. That's not my sister. That's not who she is. So I'm thinking they're trying to make her look as innocent as possible. So when she gets off, people don't freak out. Yeah. I think the same thing. I think um, – or, or even just to get public opinion on their side. Because I, I think public opinion is going to play a role in a lot of big court cases like this. So think about this now. Anybody that's on like the jury or whatever, hmm. if you put it out on 2020, there's a chance people are going to see it. They're going to yeah. have heard of it, and they probably have watched a clip or listened to a podcast about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they'll so, get maybe the she's innocent side of the story and be a little bit more excited about it. Well, yeah, that might be like the whole reason to put it out there, just so that there is like – more evidence for the like innocence i saw um people like the royal family like whoever prince andrew's ex-wife was i don't, I don't know what her name was she was saying that that she knew Ghislaine and she said something along the lines of like like that's not her epstein definitely brainwashed her like he did the rest of the women so Ooh. because you know how they like they like did it like a pyramid scheme. Like Ghislaine found like the first couple people, and then those people were told to recruit other people. So I think the top people and stuff like that might play off like this is a cult. And when you're a member of the cult, you're brainwashed and you don't really have control over what's going on. You're not yourself. You're not mentally there enough to make decisions. You do it based on the cult. So only the cult like leaders are in trouble, not the people who like follow out things, you know, well, you they just get Edson sent. was the only one that had the idea. And I was just, I was, just, he, he took advantage of me too. So I, yeah. I was told to recruit girls or I would be in trouble. Something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's like an angle that they might be trying to take like Ghislaine's lawyers. And because, like, at the same time, too, like, she's got the money where they could definitely just pay off ABC and just be like, look, you're going to make this. And this is what I think really could have happened. Like, you're going to make this. It's going to go out. We're going to do a couple more things like this. My brother's going to talk about it. And this is the way I want you to paint my, my client. You're going to swing the opinion of the public. Uh, yes. They also are releasing a six-part documentary about her on peacock i believe which is nbc's mm -hmm. um that's their like streaming service now so i'd yeah. be interested to see what that one says about her because if it again is more towards this this woman here's the life that she had 
and maybe she's not as guilty as we think. Yeah. Then I'd it's, be like, yep, they just paid a bunch of – or maybe this even still connects to the dad because he had huge influences in media back in the day. So maybe yeah, that, there are some old favors that she's like calling in now and being like, ABC, you owe me one. NBC, you owe me one. Well, I would really want to know like like the, the ownership structure of her dad's businesses, what he actually owned – and then what happened to it after he died? I I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever going to know that because I, that's just going to be something that's so private where it's going to be, I, I mean, he's going to have a, a million different business entities so that like the accounting isn't crossing over in any way, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then at the same time too, it would be tough to tell because if he dies, there's going to be like a CFO would take over but the CEO, him, or like some other like chief administrator, um, it's just going to take the place of him. But whether they get ownership or not is a completely different story. They might like somebody else might take over. Ownership might not change, but they could just say like, yeah, like we're not affiliated with them anymore, but it's just owned by like the same trust or whatever that just benefits the kids. Yeah, it could be something like that. I don't know. But I, it had to go somewhere. Ownership had to go somewhere. Like Robert Maxwell, he's not going to be the owner of any business that he owned from the grave. Yeah, but I mean, I'm thinking, dude, if you owed $200 million, the bank probably is just like, mm, gone. You know what yeah, I mean? That, yeah, that's a good point. You could have just collapsed it and just been like, no, this dude, anything that this dude owned is now ours. Yeah. Like, anything that was even attached to this company is gone because this dude was BSing with the money and people probably just got screwed with their pensions and shit. Yeah, that's a good point. I I think you're right. I, I think it's just to sway public opinion. It's, I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be to get, because when things were coming out about Jeffrey Epstein, they were not great. Like, Nothing ever released about that guy. It was like, he's a good person, except for the one girl that had him as a math teacher that said he was a good guy. Everybody else was like, nope, this guy sucks. He should go to prison. He should die. Um, so yeah. I think that could have been them trying to cover the fact that it's actually a satanic cult. And like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that I don't think is going on. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going on either. But um, definitely, definitely kind of interesting to see how they're painting her now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know when the actual court date is. I don't know if it's at the end of this year or early 2022. Who knows if they even make it to the court date and, and the case is just dropped by that point in time. I think it'll but get thrown out. You think it'll what? It'll get thrown out. There'll just be I like, hope it doesn't. Well, it's going it, to get brushed under the rug. It seems like the judge is pretty firm about it. It doesn't say anything about her uh, her, her court date. Oh, it does. He set a trial date. Uh, for It'll start later this year. That's all it says. And the peacock I, on Ghislaine, it was, it's going to start in November. And the peacock TV show about her is 
only three parts. It, uh, statements will occur November 29th. Okay. And uh, that is that. I think uh, I think November 29th, we need to, to regroup and and pick up Gislaine Maxwell as a topic again. I think we'll pick pick uh, pick that topic up probably end of November once the court case has been on a little bit and we'll give an update. Yeah. See where we things could, going on. Yeah, we, we could do like a like a day by day, like get get a review of day one. Give like a 20, 30 minute commentary what we think, what's going on. What's going on, see how it went. If uh, it even makes it there. If it but so I know that she was denied bail multiple times. So, dude, that, she vanished for like a couple years. Of course, they're gonna deny bail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, but it, at least that means like somebody in the justice system is firm about her showing up to this court case. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, yeah, let's give her like a two billion dollars. She'd probably just pop that out and just vanish like yep yes no problem there's no extradition in my third house in new mexico or mexico i'm gonna just vanish or panama probably panama should yeah vanish should be gone yeah. yeah all right well uh thank you everybody for listening and we will catch you when we release the next one when we have yeah. a Oh yeah. I hopefully next time we have a title. I, I think we're getting close. We're getting, we're getting close. close to a name. I feel it. I don't have great ideas, but we're getting close. And that's what matters. So thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> thanks for listening.